You're listening to Diary of a Congresswoman, a series of conversations with Teresa Ledger-Fernandez. I'm Mary Charlotte Domandi. So before we start today, I want to tell you about a comedy podcast we think you'll like called Spanish Aquí Presents. Each week, this podcast brings you the best of lo mejor Latinx comedy and conversation with exciting guests like Luis Guzman, Nicole Bayer, Julian Castro, and even Mr. 305 himself, Pitbull. Spanish Aquí Presents is hosted by comedians Carlos Santos, Raisa Licea, Oscar Montoya, and Tony Rodriguez. They get into everything from the importance of Latinx representation to whether it's okay to hook up with your best friend's ex. And if you're asking yourself, do I need to know Spanish to enjoy this podcast? The answer is no, but you might learn a little along the way. Listen to Spanish Aquí Presents in your podcast app and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And now to today's show. So one piece of very big news right now is that our own New Mexican Deb Haaland was confirmed as Secretary of the Interior, which is huge news because the first Native American, first Native American cabinet member. And this kind of dovetails into a listener question that I got a few days ago, which was about water. And the listener said, you guys back in Washington don't understand water in the West because it's so dry here and it's so wet over there. So how do people in Washington think about making good water policy And where does that policy come from? Will it be led by, for example, the Department of the Interior or Congress or some combination? So I think it's really important to understand a couple of things regarding water. One is that there are various jurisdictions over water in New Mexico and throughout states have jurisdiction over the use of water. You know, in New Mexico, we have the first use doctrine and the state engineer control all issues with regards to who has a water right, where can it be used, can it be transferred. And then we have the acequias who also have jurisdiction over water if that water right is tied to an acequia. And acequias, by the way, are my favorite. Uh, They, to me, represent what community should be because they did all this really hard work to create this acequia with shovels and plows and they've maintained it to the present day and they work communally and then they each get their benefit. But they also, we know that acequias have water is dwindling in terms of flowing in the acequias. So then what's the federal role? The federal role really is what do we do to make sure that our water is not contaminated What can we do to encourage, we don't have jurisdiction to say who owns the water, but we have the ability to encourage practices that conserve water. And we have the obligation to protect our water with the Clean Water Act. And so we understand, I think that a lot of people do understand water in Congress. It's though that Congress doesn't control who owns the water. But we have a huge role to play in making sure that our water is clean and that we are making sure we conserve water and making sure that we address climate change so that places like New Mexico don't turn into the Sonoran Desert, as we've talked about before. So that's the role that we play. Now, Secretary Holland, it's so wonderful to say that, isn't it? Secretary Holland 
is going to have a big role to play with regards to tribal water rights, because there are going to be in New Mexico and throughout this country, lots of negotiations between tribes who own water rights and non-tribal entities, including the feds and the state and private owners and acequias as to where there is definitely not enough wet water and who actually has the tribal right. And she is going to be charged with helping guide those negotiations, those water settlement agreements. And then the federal government, once there is a water rights agreement between non-Indian users in adjudication or a settlement, then our job will be to help facilitate that settlement. In Taos, Taos is a good example of where they spent years, decades coming up with something. And then they all agreed, right? And there is actually great relationship. You know, it's not perfect, but there's good relationship between Taos Pueblo and the town of Taos and independent water users. And the federal government stepped in and facilitated the water rights settlement by providing federal resources. They've done that in AMA, they've done that up in Hikaria, they've done that in Navajo. They are gonna to have to do that across the country. That will be our role, will be to provide the funding to facilitate those water settlements. Another part of the question that this listener asked expressed concern over the privatization of water and the question of whether private equity firms can start buying up water rights and then withholding them from the people who need it most. And of course, there's like an environmental justice aspect to that. And we've seen so many issues with the privatization of water in other countries. There was a huge issue in Bolivia some years ago. And also Nestle buying up municipal water rights and then going into people's reservoirs and using those to make bottled water. So it's a question, I mean, there's the question, as you said, of who owns the water, there's the question of clean water, then there's these other questions of dealing with adjudications. But this privatization issue, has that come up for you? Has it been a concern so far? Those are huge issues on a national basis, uh, I mean, an international basis. The reality is water rights are held by either public entities or by private entities. And it can be the water right, the ability to take the water and use it in a place of diversion, the purpose and place of diversion is something that is subject to state law. And so this is where the state of New Mexico and where if we're concerned about that, we need to raise this at the state level. In New Mexico, for the most part, I'm not aware of any, but I can't say authoritatively whether there is any municipality that doesn't actually provide its own citizens with water. Most of the ones I'm familiar with do. Santa Fe provides water and Gallup, right? And what the federal government is doing in those instances is providing the money to build the infrastructure to assist the Gallup pipeline issues to assist on the east side with the infrastructure. Those are the issues that I think we need to talk about. Those are the issues that we are facing. And so I would prefer to focus on what do we need to talk about in New Mexico, funding the big infrastructure projects to allow people to access water, either through a municipality or through their own domestic wells or other means. Anything else about water that you want to let people know about? 
Well, I love water. <laughs> you know, aguas, you know, aguas you know, vida y acequias son comunidad, right? Water is life and acequias are community. I mean, that was one of the things that I ran on because to me, it, it, it's the symbol of water is life. And those acequias or whatever, is it municipality or is it the tribal entity providing the water to the people for whatever its purpose is how you build community. So I believe in that concept of Aues Vida y Acequias Comunidad. Water is necessary for life and recognizing that we need to have a community process for making sure it's available to everybody for ranching and farming and domestic is really important. I think we should be very concerned about use of potable water um, for industrial uses or oil and gas uses because we don't have a lot of potable water in New Mexico. So we have to recognize that it is a very precious resource. And this has come up during the New Mexico legislative session and is something that we will continue to follow. Thanks for listening today. Please go to congressdiary.com for more info and other podcasts and to connect with us on social media. And if you have any questions or comments, including questions for the Congresswoman, please email me at diary at radiocafe.org.